Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. That's me. And Drew Shepard. Not a Boyd. <laughs> Close enough. It's fine. <laughs> Not a Boyd, still a brother. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I don't have the shirt to prove it, but it's out there somewhere. Uh, okay, so what Drew's referring to here is that for Christmas... Um, I guess it was Christmas. Was it a Christmas present? Yeah, it was Christmas. Okay. For Christmas, uh, John's wife designed a Star Wars Brothers podcast logo, which I actually, what I need to do, I need to still need to get the, uh, uh, some kind of high quality image of that so I can incorporate it into our logo somehow. So at some point y'all will see our, our podcast logo change. Um, and it's really cool. It's got it's got sort of a artistic rendition of each of our three faces, um, and uh, uh, it's really cool. It's on a shirt um, that that they got us printed. And I guess y'all printed them yourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. We That's we cool. have the the stuff at home. So, what else have you been using that shirt printer for? Oh, uh, we uh, advertise your chicken. No, she can miss. Mean, <laughs> she just made some shirts for people. She did sell some. Uh, a, a family wanted a bunch of matching shirts with the names that one of the grandparents used to call them all on oh, the okay. back of them, and yeah, like uh, their handwriting on the front, and uh, and so she did that. But yeah, nothing, nothing major yet. Just uh, okay. So it's, just, it's just for fun, right? This is just sort of a fun little hobby thing for now. Yeah, pretty much. So cool. we did yeah, the cricket thing really cool. for a while. And, uh, and this is like the next step. This is mm-hmm. sublimation. So wait, cricket thing. What's that? You know, the cricket. No, you probably don't. Yeah, I don't. Drew, My wife's a teacher. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Drew knows what you can, you can make shirts. Uh, you basically cut out like iron on things that go on shirts. Oh um, yeah, sure. Right. But this is different. This is like, well, at least Cliff's seen the shirt. Uh, you can tell it's uh, <laughs> Drew seen it. He's, it's like <laughs> it's like printed on the shirt, not yeah. It's like printed in the fabric, not on the fabric. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay. Cool. Yeah, Luke is yeah. Uh, playing basketball right now. We actually went to one of his games tonight. That's yeah. funny. I mean, he's five years old. It's like five years old and six years old um, is the age group that he's in. They don't keep score. Um, they all have varying skill levels. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's one really cute little boy, Jaquan, on the team who uh, doesn't dribble. He just he gets the ball and it's like he's playing football. He just gets super excited and he just starts running everywhere with it. <laughs> and they'll let him do it. You know, it's not like double blow whistles on on people that kind of have based on basically based on their capabilities, they'll blow whistles to stop the game. Mm. Um, yeah. I saw tonight one of the games. It was uh, when actually this was even in the age group past when somebody would stop dribbling and then start dribbling again. They would call them. They don't ever call traveling in Luke's age, right? I mean, they are they're encouraging them to dribble and trying to get them not to, but then it's not like. I mean, if you called everything, you would just not play the game. Just the constant <laughs> right. calls. It's still be uh, there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that clock wouldn't run. But they don't stop the clock either. It's a set period of time, you know, uh, for the whole game. Um, but, uh, but for the age group, even above Luke, when they travel, 
all they do is they make them, they, they give them back the ball. They, they call them, they bring them back to the spot where they started traveling and they say, okay, now you have to either pass or shoot. <laughs> so it's like, they're trying to teach them some basic fundamentals, but in Luke's age group, there's a big, uh, a big skill gap. Anyway, the reason I brought it up, none of that's that important. They get these stars at the end of the night and they're these little iron on stars that are awards for whatever they excelled at that day. So Luke's gotten one for <laughs> offense and one for defense and one for being Christ-like and then one for being, um, oh, one for effort. You got an effort star one, one week. And uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit random. <laughs> they, they hardly play enough time to yeah. really, you know, reflect the thing, but Luke really, sort of identifies with his star the whole week. He's like, man, I did really good in offense, you know, or like, man, I was really like Jesus this week. Wasn't I? Dead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you it's just, so it's, it's really good. It's really fun. So I guess it's that kind of thing. Iron on. Right. It's what made me think of it. Uh, no. Oh, okay. It's like no, a little iron like on star. You iron on, on to sleeve. And I think it's pretty, no, permanent. it's, it's, it's more than that. I mean, okay. It, it's a, it's very thin material. Uh, super thin material. No, I'm saying the other one, the cricket one. Yeah, even the cricket. About. The oh, cricket is. Oh, okay. Is is, is more su- substantial. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it'll it'll last. It's. Yeah. I don't know. Look it up. Okay. okay. Um, I mean, these are permanent stars that you put them on. Right. You can wash it with them. And, but yeah, who knows? Anyway, well, that's neat. I don't know that much about the t-shirt world. We have a we go to church with a lot of people that are in a a t-shirt business. So yeah, cool. Two businesses actually. Two businesses. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I know. I only know about Sunday Cool. John Poplin. Oh, he has a t-shirt business. Yeah. What is it? What's it called? Uh, Mount Dora. Mount Dora Laser Printing. I think. Interesting. He probably yeah. owns his, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. All right. And he does like uh, hats the... and everything else too. So. Sure. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I don't. I doubt they're much of competitors, but we have a lot of t-shirt makers. Yeah, we do. It's funny. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember going to junior achievement and that being like one of the options, but apparently there's a lot of people that do it. So. Yeah. <laughs> and they make decent money doing it too. So, used to you know. so, yeah. All right. What's new drew. So I'm just going to say this. It's, it's funny when you were talking uh-huh. about Luke and basketball, I, that's just, I don't know. I was just listening to your story and I was just, you know, just in, enjoying the story. And then you, you got back to the whole, like, I was like, Oh, that's right. How do we get here? I don't even know. Then you got back to the stars. I'm like, Oh yeah. 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 I, <laughs> that's why I was laughing. I was like, I, I just thought you were just like just telling us about your week. And I was like, Oh no, like you, you uh, made it back full circle. I wasn't expecting that. So yeah, I came back around. That's what made me think of it. I just went on too long. So <laughs> uh, it, it's been kind of a, a mixed bag, good and bad this week. We've had, um, we had my sister-in-law's birthday party at our house. And so I had a bunch of family over Sunday afternoon and uh, okay. that was good to see them celebrate her. And uh, you know, then we recently had some friends yep. move from Texas that have moved in right. back to this area. Yeah. And so we're uh-huh. really excited to have them and it's going to sure. be a lot of fun getting to hang out with them more. Um, He's going to join our D and D group, John, this, yeah. this new friend. So be, he's, he'll be our cleric. Nice. You know, I don't even know what a cleric is. <laughs> a holy person, it sounds like. Yeah, but they like have swords and shields and like, what is even a cleric? What does that even mean? 
and I'm an RPG guy too, and a fantasy guy, but just I've never under I've never really wrapped my mind around what is a cleric. I don't know. Anyway, um, and, and well, the the other two. So those are the two positive things. The two that are a little bit of a a bummer. I mean, well, one is seriously a bummer. I had to get my car fixed, so that's been a hassle. Uh, fuel pump. Um, yeah, I think it was the fuel pump was busted, and one of the axles was totally destroyed too. So I had to put some money into my 08 Civic, which yeah, it's 08. So, you know, expect that at this point. Sure. And, um, and then the other one, which good and bad, we got a whole home filter, water filter for our whole house. So softener and water filter. And nice. okay. it is, it's amazing. The difference it's already making oh. uh, just with how hard our water was. So yeah. really good. Really enjoyed it. The price tag wasn't that good, but <laughs> it's, you know, it's one of those good and bad. So a lot of good and, uh, you know, mixed bag this week. So, okay. Yeah. That car, uh, I can relate to your car trouble. I just got my brakes replaced and some sensor that was causing my check engine light to come on. I don't really understand. I, you know, I trust the guy that does my, my work. So he told me it needed something and I just said, do whatever you think. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I got the bill back <laughs> I took a picture of it and texted it to John. I was like, John, I trust this guy, but is this right? <laughs> this Ooh. is so much money. Um, and John, John, apparently what you said, mechanic prices have really shot up. Lately. Oh yeah. Labor itself has basically okay. doubled in the last since two when years. two years. Like, okay. Two, three years. Yeah. It's two, uh, okay. it's been a okay. steady incline. And so that is crazy. Yeah makes me regret because some of these are problems that i've needed to take care of for a while it makes me regret not having addressed it already because i yeah. made a, i might have saved a couple hundred bucks if i'd done it a few months ago <laughs> well like. and you so you know crazy. you would think parts would be up too but parts aren't really up that much it's the labor that's gone way up yeah see that's what what because i'm used to kind of paying in labor double my part cost yeah but that's just an old way, I guess. It's not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was way more than double my part cost for the labor. Mm. So yeah. we may have to get together, Drew, and talk mechanics. And I, I like my guy, and I probably won't change. But yeah, I, I just, know, I just, I just somebody who's more affordable than I am. This. It was gotta crazy. Get it. You just got to get it here, Cliff. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I know. I should have <laughs> saved it because y'all are coming down pretty soon. But I think we've already got enough for you so. to do. Yeah, already got enough for you to do when you're here. <laughs> The laundry list. (laughs) (laughs) No, really, the main thing is just putting um, drill batteries in our Hot Wheels. So, not Hot Wheels. What do you call them? Power Wheels. Um, Power Wheels. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about that on here. I I believe before. Hey, let me uh, let me let me cover something for my week because Jessica just came downstairs. So, okay, uh, we got ice. um, A real bad. Here, here, let me take. Hey, Jessica. Hey, Let welcome the to the podcast. Off. I'm here with John Boyd, Andrew Shepard, and special guest Jessica Boyd. <laughs> more, more special guests. Look at these things. Whoa, puppy! Oh man! Oh my we, goodness! Uh, Jessica found this one. Uh, this little what? puppy. She's got puppies for those that are listening. Uh, in a ditch it was like in the night it was in the the 20s and (gasps) out out not near many houses and it was getting really cool this thing was a matty mess 
Um, oh man and so she couldn't leave it she had to get it home no. and then this, this little guy later that day it was like 9 30 at night like 25 degrees and he was out there too what uh, in the world so uh we had to get them we couldn't not oh, so now man. we have three dogs look like they're so good they, they are look those so goldens uh i'm not sure what they are because we just found them uh definitely lab uh they, in, they're beautiful beautiful for our listeners just beautiful golden oh, yeah. puppies they don't look like mutts or anything they just look like yeah. like you know pet store dogs so adorable yeah, yeah so sorry had to oh that's had to, sad as she brought them down here so we have our big uh, uh our black uh golden doodle um and then those two little puppies now, and they are all just mm. super friends, get along great. <laughs> so now we're a three dog oh, family. So that's that's probably the biggest thing. We had a ice storm, um, and that's why we couldn't leave them in a ditch, right? Sure. Um, oh. And so now they're ours. So cool. Good for y'all, John. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Sorry, listeners, you can't see them. Just trust us. They're adorable. No, they're, they're, awesome. <laughs> no, they're awesome. That's a really special story. All right. Well, I don't have a whole lot to share. I mean, I kind of already shared the thing about Luke's basketball. So let's get into our, our topic of discussion this week. And uh, to remind our listeners, um, what we're going to start doing is once a week, uh, we are going to discuss a, a topic that we're going to take turns on rotation picking. It's not necessarily going to be related to anything Star Wars. There may be some Star Wars sprinkled in here and there uh, as, you know, as we see fit. We all are Star Wars fans. So, you know, really any topic may involve Star Wars. (laughs) Actually, this week's will involve Star Wars, in fact, because this week's topic is uh, Drew. Why don't you share with us the topic and and tell us tell us why you picked it, why you want to discuss it. So this week's topic is TV shows. So currently what you are watching, maybe what you've just finished watching, um, or even possibly what you're really looking forward to watching that's coming out, you know, in a few months or so. And, okay. um, you know, as long as it's somewhat recent, you know, not breaking it back to like 90s Nickelodeon, you know, but just something more relevant. So, so if we're currently watching stuff from a while ago that's less of what yeah, you're going yeah, that's for fair. right yeah that's more fair. of the more of the modern stuff what are we watching that's come out relatively recently right, right. yeah and if i remember right last week you said within last within like the last year yeah i mean if you know but i don't want to be too strict if you got something fun okay so. sure all right well um i'll start if that's okay with y'all go for it um when you first mentioned this topic, I thought, you know what? I don't watch that much because most of my free time that I have, I w- want to play a video game, you know? And if I'm watching anything, I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's for the show. But the more I got to thinking about it, there are actually a lot more shows that I have to talk about than I expected. And so I'm just going to go down through this list. These are not really in any particular order. I should say out of the gate. Anything live action Star Wars that comes out, live action Marvel that comes out, I watch it within a few weeks. You know, usually I wait if it's if it's being released an episode at a time, I'll wait for them all to come out and then I'll watch them all at once. So everything phase four Marvel I've seen, uh, you know, some of it I liked more than others. Really, everything phase four Marvel movies, TV shows alike, pretty much all a seven out of ten, you know, maybe some sixes, maybe some 
some uh, an eight here and here and there, but pretty much a seven average. So kind of a letdown from what we've had with Marvel before. Um, uh, you know, it's Spider-Man was awesome, obviously, but, but the rest of them have been pretty mediocre. That said, I still really enjoy keeping up with that world and I'm excited about, you know, entering into the next phase. So I always stay on top of those again, all the live action Star Wars stuff I'm going to, I'm going to watch. So obviously we talked, we actually talked about Book of Boba Fett, but I think that's mm-hmm. been probably quite a couple of years now. Right. God, um, it been years? I think so. I think so. <laughs> Oh, what was recent though was Andor, and Andor is really good, really good. Uh, it is something that I don't think either one of y'all have seen it yet. Have you? Mm. Okay, so Andor is is worth a watch. It's a it's a shift in tone for sure compared to Mandalorian and anything else they've done in Star Wars. Even even compared to Obi Wan, uh, a much more serious, more complex sort of plot to it. Um, higher stakes. It felt like everything felt very intense and on edge and uh, makes the empire out to be something that is a little bit more intimidating than sort of the cartoony, you know, Nazi regime that we see in the movies and and even in the rebel show that we're watching now, like we'll talk about. So, so I always watch those. Haven't seen tales of the Jedi yet. Haven't seen bad batch season two yet, you know, but uh, again, um, I pretty much watch anything live action relatively close to when it comes out from those two franchises. Since you mentioned the topic last week, me and Shauna started watching the last of us and we have only seen the first episode, but it was very good. I was very impressed with how good it was. Follows the video game very, very closely. Um, Almost to a T at times. There's a few differences here and there, but, uh, but just easily the best adaptation from a video game that I've ever seen. Um, highly, highly recommend The Last of Us. This is a weird one. I um, So on my walks, I, I've mostly been listening to stuff. I listen to podcasts every evening. I'll go on a walk. Um, I missed the past couple of evenings, actually, but I'll do it. I'll do it again tonight. And on those walks, usually I'm listening to a podcast or I'm, um, you know, it's audiobook i'm actually partway through the hobbit right now i'm listening to the audiobook of the hobbit just sort of on a whim and enjoying that but sometimes i i feel like watching some so i'm out there walking on the street i've got my phone up and i'm watching netflix and it's hard for me when i'm in a situation like that actually this is true in general anytime i watch a show it's hard for me to want to watch something that i care about because something that i care about i want to commit to i want to sit down i want to give it my full attention i want to really dig in and give it its fair due. And I don't always have the brain capacity for that. So a lot of times I end up watching stuff that I'm like, I don't really care about this, but I'll just throw it on just to watch something. And I neglect all the things I really want to see. <laughs> but um, one of those things is Wednesday. I have been, I'm, I'm a, maybe about four or five episodes into Wednesday. And I keep thinking, eh, Maybe I'm not going to finish this. I mean, it's okay, but uh, but I've 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 really been enjo- I've really been enjoying it, not because it's great, but because it's you know <laughs> kind of it's kind of like a guilty pleasure, uh, silly, you know, Harry Potter esque. It's like Harry Potter mixed with the Adams family, uh, mixed with Twilight. It's very very strange. Then the thing that made me want to watch it is I'm sure y'all have seen on like your Facebook reels or whatever. 
people do the Wednesday dance, right? Well, that's from that show. Um, and I was just curious about the context of it. And it was not, not at all what I expected. It's, it's kind of like a teen high school, you know, um, uh, with, with like horror creature drama. Like she goes to school with all these vampires and werewolves and, and it's sort of got a Harry Potter feel to it. And there's a big mystery and some monster in the woods and, that's no, it's pretty good. John, you're nodding. Have you seen this? Have you seen Wednesday? I've seen, I've, I've not watched it through, but Jessica watched it. Oh, um, okay. And so I watched some, Yeah. I don't think yeah. I watched a full episode, but I, I would come in and watch for a little bit. And yeah, I mean, yeah. it seems like it'd be uh, enjoyable. Okay. I mean, we can I all get on this. Like I'm on episode six right now. Are you really? <laughs> I've not oh, finished no. it. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. So, so okay. you've clearly seen the dance episode then, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, I, I had seen it already though. It's not like it was new to me. Right. Everybody's seen it because that's the, that's the Facebook reels thing that keeps coming up. So when I get sucked into that horrible mess, right. <laughs> we only reels, started watching it. But I they entrap me every now and then <laughs> three or four days ago. And the only reason was I was sitting down on the couch doing some, I don't even remember. I was just on my phone. And Amy started watching it beside me. And it's one of those things. I did not mean to actually get hooked into it. Yeah. And then yeah. at the end of the first episode, I'm like, well, what's going to happen next? Like, I, I really, all right, let's go and watch the next one. Um, and then I finished at episode six. She couldn't handle it, though. She had to, like, she watched the last two in bed to like one in the morning. Wow. Um, okay. So I, I, I can handle it. I'm like, all right, I can watch it in a few days. I can finish. Yeah. It. yeah, yeah. Um, but no, she couldn't. So that's so, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. That was, I, I really, that's what I, I thought I would be ones. alone in this one. I nope. thought y'all would think I was, you know, kind of weird for watching it, but no, um, I don't know. I don't think it's great, but it's not bad. <laughs> I think it's okay. You know, and it's, it's like low stakes. It's like, I don't care about it. You know who I do, who I do really like in it though is the hand. Uh, is it it? Do they call it it or thing or something like that? I think it's it. And um, the way that they do the hand and give, give the hand personality and have him communicate with her is is pretty clever. Uh, may it may just have been that good in the Adams Family show from the past. I don't really remember it, but uh, but I was actually really impressed by how well they they pulled that off. It made it convincing and not. I mean, it's silly, but it's not silly in in the like. Oh, this is so cheesy. It's like within the context of the world, it works really well. Yeah. So that that part I was really impressed with. And most of the um, choices as far as um, actors and actresses, like they did pretty well. Like Catherine Zeta-Jones is... Um, Who is she? Whatever. She's Miss Adams. Is she? For her mom? Yeah, her mom. Oh, I didn't make that connection. Yeah. And you know, um, the only thing I think of her... Um, in the context of is Zorro. Every time I think of Catherine Zeta Jones, I think of Zorro, Mask of Zorro. And see, I go to Chicago when I think of her. Oh, okay. (laughs) I've never seen Chicago. Um, And then Luis Guzman is Gomez. So, and every time I think of him, I think of um, uh, Community. Have you ever seen the show Community thing? Yeah, it was my, my favorite of the um of that type you know the yeah. office community parks and rec communities by far my favorite they build a they build a statue to him so it's gotcha <laughs> okay okay well real quick i'll blow through the rest of mine yeah. because you know i 
I don't have a whole lot to say about him. Watched Ted Lasso. Loved it. It's great. Um, I it, again, not one I necessarily recommend because it's got it's got some stuff in it that is going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. But I thought it was very fun, very well done. A portrayal of a southern man that wasn't poking fun at a southern man, but embraced all of the silly quirkiness of a southern man, and and I just felt sort of validated. <laughs> if, if that makes sense, because most of the time when you portray a southern a southern man. Uh, or Southern person in general, but I feel like a Southern man in particular, they're portrayed in a way that's very, uh, what what's the word? Like you're looking down on them a little bit and kind of poking fun at them and thinking what a bunch of goof, idiot goofballs out there, you know? And this was, it's like, it was respectful, but it preserved all of the goofiness while also being respectful. So I was really impressed by, by the way that they did that. Um, well, I, I pop in and out of one piece every now and then I'm about a hundred and, 10 episodes into that 1000 episode anime. Um, and I, I just watch an arc at a time every now and then every few months. So I'll never catch up, but that's fine. Um, the Witcher, Sean and I watched about a season of that. Very good. Very, very good show. And then um, a documentary that I liked a lot. Keep sweet, pray and obey was about the fundamental Mormon church. So not the main, not like the regular Mormon church, but like a, a fundamentalist sect uh, of the Mormon church. That was just a straight up terrible, creepy, horrible cult. <laughs> and it was, you know, it's just one of those, sometimes you just want to see, see horrible things. And so you watch a documentary about horrible things, <laughs> uh, but fascinated me, you know, I, uh, Anyway, I don't need to go into much more detail. I'll save my last one because there's one I'm super excited about. I watch a bunch of YouTube shows too. I watch uh, the Mormon Stories podcast and all their episode interviews. I like those a lot. Uh, the Happy Console Gamers, a YouTube channel I like a lot. Kyle Bossman, all his stuff I like a lot. Uh, not so much his streaming, but the episodes that he produces. Um, uh, Mr. Beast videos, you know, I think those kind of count. So I, I, anytime a Mr. Beast video comes up in my feed, I watch it. And, and they're just incredibly good. Um, and then there's a little show called Achieve It Yourself. That's this group of video game guys that that comes up with Nintendo achievements. Um, since Nintendo doesn't, doesn't have achievements or trophies or anything, they just make up their own and then they try to achieve it. So it's a, it's a fun little video from Easy Allies that I like to watch. So it's pretty much it for me, except for one more that I'll save because I'm super excited about it. I want to hear what y'all are watching now. Who's next? Man. So I'll just bridge because honestly, we have so many of those in common. Wednesday. Oh, really? I already mentioned okay. that. That's one of the yeah. ones. Yeah. And then the other one is Ted Lasso. Oh, I, you like that? That's <laughs> I, I love Ted Lasso. I cannot wait okay. for the third season okay. to come. Oh, me too. Um, me too. I, it's a little think, bit of a guilty pleasure. And since you've seen it, I know you know why. But, correct. Um, correct. Um, Roy Kent's my favorite. Um, who, who is that? Is he Ted Lasso or is he the, I, the assistant coach? No, he is. He's one of the player turned assistant. Oh yeah, Hercules now in Hercules, the Hercules, the new Hercules in Marvel. He's so funny. He is so good. Uh, Get ready to hear the f word a a hundred thousand times if you're going to watch that. But and um, words I didn't know were words in the UK. (laughs) That's right. It it takes place in the UK, so it's like you're going to hear stuff that's you know, yeah, not even necessarily something we're familiar with. It's it's sincere in in a way that you might not necessarily expect from that type of a, a show at first glance. There's so much comedy and drama, but at the same time, it is 
really sincere. Um, yeah. It doesn't take a lot of cheap shots either. Right, right. And John, just real quick, the premise is they hire this sort of mediocre football coach. I mean, he's successful, but not like, like NFL football. coach or anything. Football yeah, football coach. to go in to go and coach their uh, soccer team in England, <laughs> their professional like soccer team. Uh, it's very fun. So, so I mean, yeah, whole backstory, lots of development with all the characters. Really good development, actually, with all of the characters. So um, that's one thing we like about super funny. So yeah, um, and then the other one, since you brought up YouTube, is Defunct Land. Those. I, I will watch. What is that? Oh, oh like the theme park stuff, right? Yeah, the Fast Pass yeah. one. Um, these are these are full blown documentaries that are two two and a half hours, mm-hmm. and this guy does some amazing research into just parks history, why they've changed, how they've changed everything from like the Disney Channel jingle, and like who created. It. And it's a two hour doc. I mean, it's unless you really care about this stuff, it's, I mean, it's like, why are you wasting your time? But I don't know. That's something, you know, I love the Disney channel growing up. Obviously I still love do love Disney. And so it's something that is interesting to me. Um, he talked about fast pass, how it came, how it's completely changed why it's changed the, the economics behind it. Um, okay. And, you know, lots of different cool things with that one. So sure. And then the last one I have is CGP Gray. Uh, he is another YouTuber that does documentaries. And he is more, uh, he does a lot of historical ones um, where he'll find random odd things from history and he'll go digging for, for weeks, hundreds of hours. And um, sometimes he uncovers some really cool stuff and other times it's a dead end. But either way, it's always interesting to watch. Okay, cool. So that's YouTube. Is that it from from your streaming like services? The just pretty much Wednesday and Ted Lasso. Uh, Wednesday Ted Lasso. I do some My Hero Academia too. That's my um, oh, that's yeah, my that's anime. Right. So mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. some there's some things in there too that are a little uncomfortable sometimes. And yeah, uh, yeah. I can't really recommend. But as a show, yeah, yeah. it's right. It, it's it's okay for a more mature audience. <laughs> sure, that's not a kid's cartoon. No, no, it comes off as one, but do not yeah, let your no. five-year-old be watching that one. Uh-uh. Don't let your 15-year-old be watching it. <laughs> uh, but I've seen a season or two of that. I saw the tournament arc uh, yeah, for a couple of years ago, and about it, then I quit watching it. So, mm-hmm. All right, so John, you're up. You. All right, so me, uh, I, I really don't watch much TV. Cliff, you said you didn't, and then you listed off like I know, I thought 15 I shows. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now, some of that's that's like over the course of the last year. Right. It's like I binged here um, and there, you know, a couple things. So, yeah, I don't watch a whole lot. One thing we have been watching um, is Survivor. Uh, ah, so it's, it's yeah. like the last season. Um, Wait, really? We got, yeah. The, the last one was like, I think it was last year, 2022. They're going to um, end it? No, the, the last one that aired. Oh, we stream okay. things, right? It's already over. Like if I wanted to yeah, figure yeah, out yeah. who won, I could. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, we started that really, I think it was in 2020 when we were stuck at home a lot. Um, mm. So like we watched all of them. There's 43, yeah. 40, 
three or 44 seasons. That's so crazy. <laughs> so, they started doing two a year and they've been doing it since like yeah. we were kids. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was in like high school or something. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. It's, it's been around for forever. Um, but that's what we've been watching uh, here recently. Uh, excited about the Mandalorian next month. Yeah. Oh, uh, season three, okay. season three. So, Cool. So yeah, that's really it. I don't have a whole lot of. Uh, oh wow, that's it, John. That's, that's the, I mean, I just don't watch. Well, I know much. you watch Mr. Beast. Yeah, not not a whole, not very often. Oh, I you really don't. You're going to got me turned on to Mr. Beast. Yeah. I feel like just just not as much as I used well, to. I guess. Uh, okay. I didn't used to have an Xbox, so I guess I'll play uh, that. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, a lot of mine are in spurts. Uh, so some of those that I mentioned is just like. I need a little break from games and I'll just over the course of a, you know, a week, I'll watch a bunch of things or I watch them. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, but I watch them on my commute to and from work sometimes. Um, you know, it's a straight road, barely any traffic. It's super safe, super right. safe for me to watch YouTube. And sure. Netflix while I drive. Uh, I really need a Tesla that can just take me there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, not, oh man, I'm ready for those driverless cars. Get, get my Nintendo Switch and just play video games on the way to work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh speaking of, picked up Hollow Knight. I started that. I've heard so much, Ooh, so okay. many good things okay. about it. So yeah, it's all right. I played. I played through it. That's that was the game that convinced me. It was awesome, and I liked it only enough to recognize that Metroidvania is not for me, (laughs) but it wasn't the game's fault. It was like, this is an amazing Metroidvania. Probably not going to get a whole lot better than this. And so I probably should just shouldn't play Metroidvania games anymore. So. Okay. (laughs) I've never played one. So this is my first of that kind ever. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we're getting a little off topic. I want to share my last one. Yeah. Uh, Ancient apocalypse. I highly recommend it. It is a about uh, it's a documentary on Netflix and it's about this guy who basically has this theory um, that has some evidence that backs it up archaeologically about there being a pre ice age advanced civilization that was wiped off the face of the earth. And it is so cool. Some of the stuff he talks about, and just to give you a little preview, first episode is about this 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 mountain in indonesia that a lot of people still to this day deny was once a pyramid but is like obviously once was a pyramid like i mean obviously i've just seen this documentary so who, who really knows this is like a top recommended thing on netflix so it's something that's been getting some attention um and uh and so once you once you believe it's a pyramid or whatever they've done these scans into the ground i don't i don't know what kind of you know what they do to scan underground and they found these cavities. And so like this pyramid deep under, deep underground under this, this old ancient pyramid, that's like, they're dating back to like 10,000 years ago. There's these chambers that are connected by these pathways, these underground pathways that have never been opened. but there's like all this political, uh, not, not so much political, um, sort of like a, a, an academic bureaucracy, that basically is preventing them from being able to really dig in deep on this research and find out amazing things about this stuff from the past. So, like nobody's nobody's even making an effort to go into these chambers. These are like time capsules from ten thousand years ago that we're just like not going to go into. <laughs> like, 
what? <laughs> like, I want to get a plane ticket, fly over to Indonesia and just start digging and find out what's in that freaking chamber. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of stuff um, that they bring up that's really fascinating. Um, and uh, it doesn't seem he may have an agenda. I don't really know. It doesn't seem like he has much of an agenda. I think he's just sort of, uh, you know, taking a journalistic approach to like this theory that he has. And is like, look, there's just a lot of evidence for this stuff that nobody's paying any attention to. So um, does he believe uh, these civilizations were wiped off the face of a right. flat earth? <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me, it's not as crazy as it sounds. Um, I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. This isn't like ancient aliens. This is this is something Aww. that's more legit. All right. Um, check it out. Check out Ancient Apocalypse. Highly recommend it. Uh, was hooked me hard and it's eight episodes actually was unsubscribed to Netflix heard about this show from people that I was kind of surprised were talking about it and was like, yeah, I'll subscribe to Netflix and see. And within like, um, I was like, I'll do it for a month and then get rid of it. Then I got, you know, started, started watching Wednesday and some other things, but I got through this show in like a matter of a few days because it was so enthralling to me. So check it out. Really, really cool stuff. Ancient apocalypse. All right, let's talk about this uh, final TV show here, Star Wars Rebels. Uh, oh, actually, before before we go into that, we need to we need to next week's topic. Okay, and so here's what um, here's what I want us to talk about: things that we were really into, like hobbies and stuff that we were really into as children that we have lost. Um, lost touch with maybe not necessarily lost interest in but that that we no longer give any of our time or attention to so stuff that you were into as a child um oh you know maybe up through like high school you know whatever child through high school that that are, are just sort of like passions that you had that you have let fall by the wayside and no longer uh no longer incorporate into your life does that kind of make sense yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Let's talk about Star Wars Rebels. So we watched four episodes, one of which <laughs> we didn't know, I guess, but ended on a cliffhanger. And uh, so we, um, we've got sort of a to be continued at the end here. But let's just go episode by episode through this. And uh, there's not going to be a whole lot to say about them. They're, they're relatively short and they're not super complex. Right. So plot wise. I don't think it's going to take us long to just take take them one at a time and and pull whatever you know insights or things we want to talk about um, from from each one. So episode five, we've got Ezra who is training under Keenan, and um, he is getting frustrated with his. Well, they're both kind of getting frustrated with each other, I guess, a little bit, and then they find out that Luminara from the Clone Wars cartoons, right? Uh, who's presumably dead at the, at the end of the Clone Wars, but they find out that she's still alive. And this, there's this hollow net broadcast from, a, a, I guess there's supposedly some Senator in the Imperial Senate. I'm not sure I believe this, but there's supposedly some Senator in the, the Imperial Senate who keeps coming on and like interrupting the official broadcast to say, Hey, you know, here's this thing that you need to be aware of. Check it out. What I think is happening is that this senator 
I'm jumping the gun here a little bit. I think the senator is being used to try to entrap. I'm not sure he's really a, that there's really a good senator on the council, but but that's the that's the take. And at this point, even after this, you know, eighth episode that we watched, that's still you know the way that it's being portrayed and seems to be what our our uh, ship full of heroes believe. Anyway, the senator says Luminara is alive um, and being escorted, but it turns out when they show up to rescue her that it's just a hologram of her that is somehow generated from her bones. <laughs> I got her bones in a box and somehow they're generating a hologram of her from those bones. I really didn't understand what was happening there, but so um, you could see her face. It was kind of shriveled up and stuff, yeah, like it, in a container like her now. It's her corpse. Right. Right. And we also saw this in, uh, I think it was Obi-Wan, wasn't it? Where there were, uh, uh, there was, these these vats of dead jedis and the inquisitors the were collecting jedis? them oh. yeah okay. there was like a there was like a youngling in there too and it was oh, i believe yeah, it was you're right. jedis. and it was i think that's what this was showing uh was uh, that similar true. liquid that she was sitting in um okay and so yeah so maybe maybe even connected to like I wonder if it's even connected to like the Palpatine cloning stuff. I think that that's what I'm that I that's what I'm wondering. It's almost a could be retcon, not that they're alive, you know, in the but Obi-Wan that they're series, but. yeah, but but that it's uh, you know keeping them in a, a usable form if they sure. need to, yeah. to try to like here's these force individuals. Maybe we can figure out a way to leverage their life force to because, benefit in the future, right? Like almost like they're keeping the tissue alive, right? Yeah, oh, because so he could weird. sense her. He could sense her there. Yeah, okay, yeah. he said that. He, but he said like it's cloudy. It's cloudy. It's not, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense then. So either so weird, or is she really dead? Is she in like a terrible state? Whoa, of, uh, <laughs> zombie luminara. Well, that's basically mm-hmm. what I'm. I'm wondering if those vats of dead Jedi are even dead or are they okay. just suspended in a awful vegetative state? Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it was almost like the hologram you saw of her was, was almost like she was grieving. Right. Yeah, like they walked like in that. on her and she looked super sad and depressed. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, it wasn't like they were just putting an image of her that would be convincing. It was like almost, almost as if it was her. Yeah. Huh. Pretty gross. Anyways. Anyway, behind the cell door in walks uh, Inquisitor um, to trap, basically say, okay, I got you. You know, was it Ezra and Keenan together? Or was it just Ezra in there at the time? Both they were both. They yeah, were both there. Both so uh, anyway, I don't, I don't remember the exactly the exact way that it all went down, but they have a big fight. Um, the Inquisitor shows off his super cool lightsaber. It's like this circle. It's a, I thought it was super cool. It's, it's a shaft that you hold that has like a circle around it and it's got two sides to it, but it, it like, you know, like Darth Maul's obviously did, but then it also has the ability to just spin in circles like general Grievous's lightsabers would. Right. So he can, it's like almost like a pinwheel lightsaber that he can just, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I enjoyed it. They took two of the best things about, you know, assist we are already familiar with, Sure. And they made something new and it, and it wasn't gimmicky. I didn't, I, I mean, I actually thought it was kind of cool. I didn't think it was just a you know, cheap playoff. So yeah. Yeah. 
it wasn't like something super corny. Like here's a lightsaber with these two little extra lightsabers that poke out of the side <laughs> that serve no purpose. Right. It wasn't anything like that. I wouldn't go to something that, that was a but... little bit more convincing, <laughs> useful. <laughs> Those were Vince. It wasn't like they were just trying to make a lightsaber and make it look like a. Those were Vince. Look it up. For no look it reason. Up. Those were those were Vince because he had an unstable kyber crystal. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> All right. So they have a fight, and then at the end of the episode, they obviously get away. And Keenan says, oh, by the way, the reason, one of the reasons why they were going to find her was because Keenan was planning on basically turning Ezra over to her because he lacked confidence in his own ability to train Ezra effectively. At the end of the episode, Ezra has a little heartfelt, you know, I don't want to be trained by anybody but you moment. And Keenan says, okay, then I will do because there is no try or something silly, you know. Like like Master Yoda used to say, <laughs> they did poke fun at that towards the yeah, beginning though, when he's like, "Yeah, they did." No, do not try, do. And he's like, "Right, I don't get it." And he's like, "I never did either." <laughs> he's like, "That's what Yoda said." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it was good. I, I like the episode in general. Y'all have anything else you want to say about it? Uh, I'm just really glad we actually have a fight scene with the Inquisitor so early on, like Mm -hmm. episode five, you know, um, pretty, pretty close to the very beginning of this. And so I'm, you know, that gives me something to look forward to is progression of those. Well, you know what I really go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, it's okay. So, uh, (laughs) uh, so one, one thing that Obi-Wan showed was that Inquisitors were former Jedi. Now watching this, I don't think that we would, would know uh, that at yeah, this point right, right? Mm. if you were watching this for the first time and so uh, i was just keying in on some of the things he said and the way he talked to him about you know he knew these specific jedi's names and stuff and and sure. knew their fighting styles well he had studied under him right potentially oh that's right and and i don't think we were supposed to have known that Mm-hmm. at this point right there would have been no clues to that if we hadn't yeah. seen obi-wan first but i did kind of like that detail where they're like right. what in the world this guy how does he know them all how does he know all their fighting styles well he was with them at one point right and it was it was funny too because he said oh so you apparently use fighting style three you obviously yeah. trained <laughs> it's almost yeah. like anime-esque you know yeah like oh fighting style seven <laughs> like kind of nonsensical maybe it means something and maybe it doesn't but they say yeah. it anyway you know i don't and, know. And they I feel like that's it how he well. knew it yeah yeah i mean because he, i think he said that the jedi records were well you know well intact or something like that so you know we wouldn't even have thought that they're former jedi at this point we're just like oh well they stormed right. the jedi temple yeah. and they have those so that makes yeah sense. sure i'll say this too about just stylistically Animation-wise, the lightsabers being a little bit thinner, almost looking like they're sharp, is cool. <laughs> I like it. I like, I like it. it. I'm not, I don't want the movies to do that necessarily because I, you know, the movies I like them to just stay, you know, visually consistent. But for this show, the thinner, sharper-looking lightsabers are are fun to see. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Anything else? Yeah, great call out on the fighting styles. I remember I've seen some YouTube videos where they analyze fighting styles and they talk about the numbers. And it's always just like, man, this is real nerdy. I don't know if this is even real. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But I guess it's real. It's like official, you know. Uh, Okay. Um, We have in the next episode, um, this is a pretty significant one because we just read this book. 
And while I didn't like that book, I was really glad that we had read it as I watched this episode because we got introduced to Zare in the in this series. Uh, Ezra has gone undercover into stormtrooper training, and he's he's you know he's doing better than everybody else to where he's a little bit too impressive. They say um, almost like they're on to him and maybe don't like how good of a job he's doing. It's like oh, we can't have our stormtroopers this talented, you know. Um, so anyway, he meets, uh, he, he ends up meeting Zare while he's undercover and Zare catches him trying to steal some kind of data tape. This was the reason he went undercover was to steal this data tape or whatever data disc. I don't remember what it was for, but, um, but when Zare catches him, instead of stopping him, he, you know, we obviously, you know, I guess if you were watching this without having read the book, you, you would think, uh Oh, you know, we're about to have a confrontation. We know this guy didn't like the empire. And the only reason he's becoming a, you know, the only reason he's a cadet right now is because he's wanting to eventually become a rebel and is trying to find out about his sister. So he actually reveals all that to Zare uh, over the course of the episode and ends up trying to help him both steal the data tape and escape. Um, they still, Oh, I, th- that, that's right. The data tape told them the location of a transport for a kyber crystal that was apparently a big kyber crystal that they thought might be really significant and that'd be a big blow to the empire if they destroyed it. So that was the whole reason for this big undercover op. They end up being successful in that. And while they're attempting to escape, um, they, uh, they get word that the inquisitor is going to come and basically take away the top two cadets. Now we don't know what his plan is for them. Um, but Ezra is to be one of those along with another cadet and um, so Ezra decides, OK, I'm going to I'm going to break this other cadet out with me. So him and the other cadet that the Inquisitor were going to, you know, take uh, escape. But Zare makes the decision to stay um, and is shooting his blaster at Ezra and this other one, obviously intentionally missing um, while uh, while they run away because he, he wants to stay and, and try continue to try to find out information about his sister, Dara. And then instead of it being Ezra and this other kid, that get taken away. Zare is commended for his, you know, bravery and opposing his fellow cadets and is taken away by the inquisitor. We don't know what for, but, uh, I'm sure we'll see more of Zare, uh, in the future. All right, what'd you guys think? How'd you how'd you feel about having read the novel coming into this episode? I was hope a we do see advantage. More of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say again, I couldn't hear either one of y'all. It was. I mean, I'm I'm glad that we knew about him, right? Yeah, yeah. Was a it one worth- pager would have done just fine? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he's not wrong. Given exactly what they did in this episode with Zare. You could have gone in and had no context of him at yeah, all, and it would yeah, have been just yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, the grab ball um, was irrelevant, right? Yeah. Having, having said that, though, I really actually do wish they would have expanded this into maybe two episodes. Um, just, you know, because you put it, the episode starts with you already in there with the trainings with Zare and with Ezra. Sure. And, you know, they already have this friendship going on. Um, just, you know, I would maybe like to see a little more leading up to that, like, Hey, you know, starting the Academy, becoming friends and um, just a little more of the, of him talking about maybe Dara, maybe his sister and just um, a few other things. I enjoyed it, but I just having read the book now and knowing sort of what I know, I would have enjoyed having a little bit more talked about during that episode. Okay. 
I will say one thing. I'll tell you all one, one place my mind went during this episode. So, you know, when they're down in the pit. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they've got to jump on the things. Yeah. yeah, to, yeah. And this is stormtrooper training, right? Yeah, and I they know, threw them. They, they gave them a bunch of blasters. Yeah. And they had to hit the little spot on the thing to make it move. Right. I was really yeah. hoping they would all just start firing their blasters and none of them could hit the <laughs> But John, you have the quote. You have to justify the quote. I know stormtroopers miss a lot, and that's a funny thing. But you have to justify the Obi Wan quote from Episode Four as well, where these uh, you remember these these blaster uh, these these blaster marks are far too accurate to be Tuscan Raiders. Only yeah. stormtroopers are yeah. this accurate. Right. That's Episode Four, right? That's yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so. so. In in canon, stormtroopers are very accurate. Here, here's the thing. I think that in that was practice, a sarcastic remark that he was oh, making. Okay. No, like, no, no, no. <laughs> George was still uh, working out some kinks with the story. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I mean, it would make sense that uh, that you know um, Ezra would be the only one to hit them correctly, right? Yeah, so. yeah. But they were all doing it. They were all doing pretty good at hitting the blaster marks. Yeah. So. Anyway, um, I, uh, I drew to go back to what you were saying. I think that the brevity of these stories is part of what I like about this show. Um, they don't stay on any one thing long enough for me to get annoyed or bored by it. And I've, I've noticed none of these episodes are that deep. They're very to the point, though. They just get in, they get out, they they don't draw. It's not a lot of drawn out dialogue. It's not a lot of build up. It's just like, let's get to it. Let's just show you some cool stuff. And then there you go. The end, you know, like there were a couple of times I remember checking being like, man, I've been watching this for a while and it feels like we're far away from the resolution. And I would look at the timestamp and be like, they're going to wrap this up in about 30 seconds. And they would do it somehow. <laughs> and just be like, Oh, we were right in the middle of the action. And then the episode's over and everything's wrapped up in a nice little book. And I kind of like that. It feels very, uh, it's like it's 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 just respecting the amount of attention that I'm willing to give it, and and not draw not dragging me out through some four episode long, you know, slog like like frankly like the Clone Wars did to us a lot. So you mean some underwater arc with the oh, yeah. <laughs> right exactly. So exactly. yes, it's definitely written different, right? That's apparent already. Yeah. Um, I also don't think we're gonna get as deep. I could yeah, be wrong. Sure. Right. right. Into, into a lot of the concepts that, that we did with the Clone Wars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, hmm. I, I'm, I'm so glad so you guys like were, were thinking that uh, because actually I, I wrote myself a little note as I was watching it and, 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 you know, we're only eight episodes in, it could change drastically. But my, my initial thought here is thinking of Clone Wars, Clone Wars seems like it's a, a Star Wars show that was written with, kids youth in mind at this sure. point to me rebel seems like it's really more trying to be a kid's show with star wars characters and stories if mm. that makes any sense like it's really yeah. wanting like truly is trying to be a kid show and hey we'll throw in like you know action and like you said quick moral wrap it up you know get to the point move on um, right like like a kid's show would be as opposed to Clone Wars, which is let's go more into the lore, more into the depth. A full arc later, we'll get the conclusion. Sure. So, yeah, it, it definitely has more of a Saturday morning cartoony type feel 
Yeah, it but is. in a good way, I think it's it's yeah, it's just not so negative, well not done. Negative. All the animation looks great. All all the pacing is perfect. Um, everything feels like it fits within the context of the world that they're trying to create. And even the silly stuff is not it's not overdone. It's just all kind of just appropriate to what to what yeah. they're doing. So. Whereas again, the Clone Wars sometimes is just like, what, what, why did they do those shark people? You know, that's it's one of the things I think about when I think about the Clone Wars. The shark people come to mind, and I'm just like, boy, that was so dumb. That was so mm-hmm. dumb. The two or things the that pacifist. come to mind are the shark people and the Palpatine Mall fight scene. It's like the worst of it and the best of it. And I think those were even the same season. Probably <laughs> way deep into the end of the you know into the series. Um, but man, I got, I got really wearied by the Clone Wars a lot. And so far I've just been totally into every single one of these episodes uh, and I haven't gotten bored once. So, all right, let's, uh, talk about the last one here. Uh, oh, I guess there's two more actually aren't there. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't think they'll take too long. Okay. So we have, um, this next episode, Hera and, and Keenan clearly establishing that they're in charge uh, this this ends up being more of an episode that I think is sort of a, a look at Sabine and her character, because Hera, in running some uh, some operation, is keeping certain information secretive from the rest of the team, and it's it's really bothering Sabine that she's doing that because apparently Sabine was once a cadet in officer I think it was officer training that she said she was a part of. On on Mandalore, yeah. So you get, li- that, don't get don't get a whole lot more about her background than that. Other than that, she became over the course of her experience very disillusioned of the Empire. And one of the things that really bothered her was how secretive they were about information and information control. And so she doesn't like seeing that in this in this crew that she's a part of. She's like, just tell me, just keep me informed, you know, just keep me in the loop. And Hare's like, nah, this stuff's on a need to know basis. And she's like, well, don't you trust me? Well, it turns out it's not because she didn't trust her. It's because if one of them got captured, they want them to be able to reveal as little as possible about whatever operation that they're involved in, whatever they know, um, you know, just to, to make it easier, I guess, on, on, on everybody and to keep things under wraps. So, but anyway, Sabine basically insists that she goes on this run where they're going to meet with one of Hera's main contacts or informants, or I guess there's a supply drop or something. I forget the exact details. I think it's a supply drop they're, they're, they're picking some, some materials up for. And there's this mysterious uh, fulcrum that Hera is getting information from. We haven't seen him. We've heard his voice over the comps. We don't see him in this episode. But they show up, and this area where they, where they are supposed to meet fulcrum uh, is overrun by these beasts that can't step into the sun. And so there's this whole big interaction where they have to escape these beasts and they fight them off. They're stuck on the planet because, you know, some, some of the other ghost crew didn't do their jobs and checking the, um, I forget the name of their ship. Uh, the phantom, the phantom is the little a ship that comes off of the ghost and goes and um, does their little, transport it's like the little transport ship that's connected to the to the phantom anyway this little transport ship um is out of fuel because it had a fuel leak and so they're stuck on this planet fighting these beasts until the ghosts can come and you know they fight them off and they escape it's not a whole lot more to it than that um so not a whole i I didn't see that there was a lot of whole a whole lot of new information i did like the focus on sabine because i feel like she's a character that we've maybe paid a little bit less attention to compared to the others so to see her 
have some interactions with Hera uh, was good. was good for me to kind of warming me up to her. Um, besides that, there wasn't a whole lot that I, you know, that I pulled from this. Yeah. You have any thoughts on this episode? No, I just, I, I agree. I want to know more about Sabine and her backstory. That sounds interesting to me. And so that's something I want to, you know, flesh out, you know, later on in the series, find out more about that. And anytime well, you sh- we shoot like Rhydonium, that's always going to be fun. So. Shoot what? <laughs> Rhydonium. Oh, is that the explosive material that they get blown up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so these the- creatures were like immune, immune to blaster bolts. So they had to shoot all these explosive barrels. <laughs> it was very, it was a video game level is what it was. You know, it was, it was, uh-oh, you know, and it was so funny because they kept talking about the waves of enemy. It's like, here comes wave three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is a video. So, yeah. That was kind of fun. I, uh, while I liked learning more about Sabine, I, I disliked the dialogue between the two. Of them. Oh, interesting. What, what, very, what did you not like about it? It was very cheesy and it was not believable. And, uh, I don't keep secrets, but I have to, I'm mad. <laughs> okay. It's kind of the feeling I can see that, that I got there. And then, and then even at the end, there i forgot what they said but i was like you know that was a really cheesy interaction that they had back on the ghost of like now i i'm okay with you keeping secrets because uh, we're yeah. a team sure now i i get i get what you're saying here's what i liked about it though it wasn't like Hera was being a jerk about it it was like this is need to know information but you know if you insist like you can come you can meet this guy i'm not gonna you know it's like it was almost like she showed her some more respect well, and gave really. her the opportunity to know. Yeah, because she, she thought she was going to meet Fulcrum. She wasn't going to let her. Yeah, but not because she allowed it. It's because she butted in in the transmission while she was talking to Yeah, Fulcrum but Harry didn't was freak like, out about it. You know? I'm coming with you. And he's like, who's this? Fulcrum was like, who's this on the line? I mean, she, right. didn't just, she wasn't just like, oh, come on along. She's like, well, now I don't have a choice yeah, because yeah, you yeah. weaseled your way in. I hear you, but I still feel like Hera's reaction was very much like accepting of the fact that Sabine felt like she needed to butt in. She Maybe. didn't, she didn't like get angry at her. Right. She was just like, all right, I guess we're doing this. I think this is a bad idea, but if you insist, you can come on, you can come, you know, and it's, I just thought that respect was kind of nice to see. She's not a tyrant. She's in charge, but she's not disrespectful to her crew. She views her crew as equals to her. And that they're all on a team together. So I, I did feel like that dynamic was emphasized. The the dialogue seemed to uh, full house. Yeah, okay. yeah. Hair was like the mother. Hair was like like they're uh, there. It's okay. You know, and then like the studio <laughs> audience. Yeah, I kind of wanted the studio, <laughs> the studio audience to be like, oh, when they uh, when it was okay. You know, that's kind of the feeling I was getting between this. And we all clap when she enters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I wonder when that stopped. Every show used to do that. Oh, At every point, show that used just to stop. Studio audience. Yeah. Filmed in front of a live <laughs> studio real. audience. No, they weren't real. They were all just recording. It was, a fake it was the same one audience. over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but somehow we just accepted it. Yeah. It went back. Like it lasted for a long time, too. It's like the old Nick at Night stuff was like that. Yeah. And then it carried all the way through the 90s. Like that's probably 40 years of fake studio audiences that were just manipulating our emotions. That's true. And making us feel things that were not earned. That's really what it was. 
full house <laughs> did not earn any emotional pull like you watch that show today and you're like this is horrible <laughs> how did i accept this at the time well the reason you accepted it is because everybody else was doing it like we were awing and we were clapping and we were laughing at things that weren't funny because the studio yeah. audience was doing it you know yeah everybody Crazy. around us was laughing so so maybe this episode needed a little bit of that maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh, see that's something community would do we were talking yes, about community earlier. community would like do a one-off episode where they just like start doing that all right <laughs> to, we're doing a bottle episode right right we're doing a full house <laughs> episode here so uh where the office stayed consistent you know throughout the community was always willing to just do stupid crazy stuff all the time so anyway off track anything else about this episode y'all want to point out they escaped at the end there was not a lot to it all right final episode um it's empire day i don't know what empire day is i don't think they've really explained it but it's empire day and um something's bothering ezra uh while he's trying to train with keenan right and and so he can't focus on his training because he's upset about something they're on his home planet and it's empire day and he's upset about something they see these three TIE fighters fly overhead. And so they go to investigate. Um, Ezra kind of goes off on his own and mopes for a while and starts thinking about his parents and um, remembering some things that they told him in the past and kind of being haunted by that. I don't think he was really hearing them. I think it was just memories, but um, it was kind of a little ambiguous for a minute there. Um, The way that they portrayed it. Anyway, these TIE pilots are after this Rodian. Uh, It's one of these guys that has the, you know, weird antenna things and um, sort of Greedo. Um, yeah, they're like the Manamana guys from Sesame Street. So, and the, uh, yeah, Greedo. Greedo, you're right. Greedo. I, I didn't yeah. make that connection. It is like Greedo. They're just Greedos. Um, anyway, they, they're looking for this Rodian. His name is Sibo, apparently. Ezra recognizes him. And um, so Ezra's, you know, basically kind of concerned about something. We don't know who SIBO is. We don't know what's going on. Anyway, they do this big celebration because it's Empire Day, whatever that means. And they're unveiling for some reason on this random planet, they're unveiling like this special specialty TIE fighter that has curved wings. Now this really made that much sense. Like, why are we on this planet having this reveal? You know, I guess it's showcasing the power of the empire maybe as an explanation for that. Um, but there's some pretty important people that are there, right? It's that, uh, what's the commander's name? The one who's been sort of their rival. Can't think of what it is. It's, he's got a funny name, you know, like Grievous, right? It's one of those yeah, names. I don't it's like the muscular you know, guy, general frustrated or something like that. Yeah. You know, I, I forget what it is. <laughs> um, uh, so, he, so he's there and then the, the inquisitor's there as well. And for some reason, there's all these important people there and, you know, revealing this, this TIE fighter Well, our ghost crew shows up and blows up the specialty TIE fighter. Um, Ezra in the meantime, takes the, uh, basically after the fact, takes the ghost crew to this, to this house. We're not really sure what this is. We get the, we get the idea that maybe this is, and you can tell me if you think this was confirmed. I think it was pretty much confirmed that this is where Ezra grew up until he was about seven years old. That's the impression I, so. I got. Yeah. It was either that or it was Sibo's old house. But if it was Sibo's old house, it seems like the Empire would have, you know, searched the place. Well, I was just kind of thinking it's like a, before. So, like it's the under the bridge for the homeless people, right? It was just kind of like 
the community of where the the people that didn't have homes lived. Okay, maybe so. It it's felt, kind of felt like it was sort of an apartment for me. It was all boarded up. I maybe. think it might have been Ezra's old old like apartment where his parents lived or something. But anyway, they find Zebo there hiding out, and Zebo's got this. He's crying, but he's got this brain device thing hooked up to his head that I guess is sort of like a cybernetic brain augmenter that should give him the ability to work in information systems for the empire better than he would on his own. So kind of messed up. Well, that's gone high haywire, but hidden in his brain are basically all the secrets of the empire, right? All the schematics, all the battle strategies, everything um, is contained within his, within his head. And so they theorize that the reason why he's so messed up, he's really messed up mentally. And they theorize that it's just because all that information is too much for his brain to, to handle you know, whatever, it's fine. Um, somewhere in the middle of it all, it's revealed that it's Ezra's birthday, which is probably why he's so upset. It's Empire Day is his birthday. Again, we don't have all the details there. Maybe we'll get that revealed. Um, they end up escaping the city. There's a big chase scene. And then we get it to be continued at the end of it. So I, I know there's more detail than that, but that's the essentials, I think. Anyway, any thoughts about this? I felt like we kind of got half a story. Um, and there's a lot of unanswered questions that hopefully the next part will answer and not leave us hanging on. Yeah, definitely some openings to give a little more information about Ezra. You know, probably his past in the Rodian will fill in some clues for the, you know, for the audience on what happened to his parents. And uh, so I'm l- looking forward to that. And um, yeah. I don't know, this one... I think of the four episodes we watched, this one had the the funniest moment, at least for me, mm-hmm. when Kanan was going, acting like a loon, like, yeah, Empire Day. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, I watched that two times. I mean, maybe three. Right. That was really good. Oh, okay. Um, I got Major Aladdin vibes when Ezra ran up and was like, oh, hey, Dad. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Jasmine, yeah. So. Yeah. He uh, was sort of like that. playing a role, you know? So, but yeah, I like is, that goofiness of, you know, the group. So that's, that's sure. one thing I do like about this a lot is the banter that they all have, especially Zeb. Right. Zeb and Ezra have a good banter back and forth. So, so my, my theory, and I don't know, maybe we'll find out empire day. You said, why yeah. are they unveiling it here? Now, yeah, my theory yeah, is yeah. This is happening in all Imperial territory, all over okay. the galaxies. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, and they're, un- they're, they may be unveiling this TIE fighter, just showing it off everywhere. All over, right? Uh, yeah. Because we did find out the governor was on Coruscant uh, for probably the big Empire Day celebration, right? They called the That's governor right. of yeah. Lafal to Coruscant. So it, even if they're not unveiling that TIE fighter, there's probably unveilings of things all over. And it's very, uh, very much what you see today, right? You saw the parade of okay. the military might. Right. Yep. And then there's this unveiling of the military might. And, and that's what you see out of uh, various regimes today. You'll see these yeah, you're right. uh, people lining the streets as these military. And you know that, you know, you later find out that, wow, none of those people probably even supported that government, but they were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was probably out of fear. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, it's Nazis. Right. And we're right. Right. Space Nazis. Speaking of Nazis, the pilot. I loved the pilot's name for that new TIE fighter. Speaking what of was it? Germany, Nazi Germany. Yeah, yeah. It was what was it? Baron Valen Rudor. 
Like it sounds oh, you're very, right. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, it's the Red Baron, right? It's like <laughs> Baron Valen Rudel. Oh, um, my word. Our pristine pilot. You know, he was, uh, it, it just, it was all very Nazi. Um, you know, you, you yeah. better, you better worship the empire. You know, I mean, at, at some points there were like, you better cheer, you know? Yeah. Um, and they're, they're like, yeah, you know, well, yeah, there's a stormtrooper standing there making me cheer. I'm going to cheer. Right. Um, and so it played into that a little bit. And as I was looking up Baron Valen Rudor's name, it also says also present was Callus. That's the Callus. Yeah. I knew it was Callus. something silly. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> Commander Callus. All right. I, I, I really liked the, the Imperial <laughs> ace pilot, Baron Valen Rudor. Yeah. <laughs> you're right and they gotta have that accent too where it just feels oh, very yeah. european you know yeah yeah it's uh, very funny so anyways that's uh you know yeah. i love it i i love having nazis as our bad guys you know space nazis is perfect oh, yeah. it's what it's what the original you know series yep. kind of was inspired by uh indiana jones does it you know you yeah. don't see it a whole lot in modern day mm-hmm. um stuff but it works so well because we all just understand that like it's these were bad it's okay to kill nazis (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i mean stormtroopers were a nazi (laughs) group of of you know killers so yeah yeah just murderous horrible like the the epitome of like horrible Horrible that, humans. That's, that's actually what the Germans lived. called so. a a specific soldier was a stormtrooper, and so that's where we get. Is it really? It is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Uh, and so that's where we get so much of of this stuff. And so I love that yeah. they're still playing yeah. into that. Absolutely. With yeah. Barry, you know, it wasn't stops. it wasn't Greg the the <laughs> Tie Fighter pilot. Greg. It was yeah, Baron Valen Rudor. <laughs> oh, I hope we see more of Baron Valen Rudor. Oh yeah, I hope we're, so. We're seeing a lot of these recurring characters. I mean, the, the governor, yeah. the the lady. Um, you're right. Who, you're you know, right. So a lot of them are sort recurring. of minor characters recurring. They're just you know, that's great. It's great. I love the ghost too, and this is something just in general. The more we watch this, the more I like the ghost. Did y'all notice it literally has like the Millennium Falcon couch and table? inside yeah um almost identical to what's inside the millennium falcon like the most iconic indoor shot of the millennium falcon is also part of the ghost so it's very clearly oh yeah yeah it's very clearly just a millennium falcon for for a for a new generation so yeah well it doesn't look quite as cool but it's 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 good it's my my thoughts there are you know they were probably uh designed for similar things right yep not sure. designed to be like a a rebel uh hero ship but that's yeah. what they have been made into because that's what was available so yeah, yeah. but also very capable like whatever they were designed for oh, yeah. is easily modded into the, you know these purposes and there's even a quote where her somebody she 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 makes the whole ship she redirects the power somehow it's like the very customizable ships i guess yeah. she redirects the power to basically send an electrical surge through the entire surface of the ship and get off a bunch of these creatures that were that were attacking it in that Sabine episode. And Sabine's like, whoa, that was cool. You know, or somebody said mm-hmm. that. She's like, oh, yeah, this ship can do all kind of cool yep. stuff. Yeah. This thing can wait, do the Kessel you know? run. It's like, you know. oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. I like this. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, it's, a, it's 11 o'clock. We need to wrap this up. Y'all have anything else you want to, any closing thoughts you want to, you want to say here? No, I'm good. No. All right. Yeah. Next week, what episodes drew nine through 12, nine Season through one, 12, nine through 12. And remember our, dis- our mid episode discussion is going to be about childhood passions that, that we no longer, um, incorporate into our lives as as uh, at our current stage in life anyway so um if y'all want to email us uh, about your own childhood passions or anything to do with anything really I mean, it's fine send an email to um the uh not let's see to just not the just star wars brothers podcast at gmail.com uh, you know, I didn't actually check for emails, but we are out of time. So we'll double up on emails next week if we got any. Y'all try to remind me that we'll try to read them all. <laughs> I'm sure we don't have any. Unless maybe Tyler sent us one. Who knows? Uh, but uh, thanks for listening. Nice.